The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time here on Riviera Radio on a Sunday morning where we say good morning to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you yourself? Wes, I'm coping with the heat, and that's something. <laughs> we all have to at this time of year, but it's good, though. It is good. Well, we can't turn on the news or read a newspaper at the moment without hearing about inflation. But this week it was reported that 36% of French savers consider life insurance to be the best protection against rising inflation, substantially beating both gold and investing directly in the stock market. As that's the opinion of the general public, we clearly need to explore Assurance V in a bit more detail. But before we do, what caught your eye in the news this week? Well, as you, as you say, Howard, it's, it's totally impossible to escape all the chatter about inflation uh, and also the subsequent ramifications. This week it was announced that uh, US inflation in May had exceeded forecasts and hit 8.6%. It was therefore not a surprise when at the conclusion of its June policy meeting on Wednesday, the Fed increased US base rates by the largest margin since 1994. On Thursday, the Bank of England followed suit and raised its base rate which I'm not sure if it's what prompted Christian Lagarde and their fellow European Central Bank policymakers to to hold an emergency meeting. Um, but the turmoil in the Eurozone market was probably as big a reason. The ECB called an unscheduled meeting of its policymakers um, in response to the dramatic recent moves in bond prices. Borrowing costs for countries in the currencies area periphery are rising worryingly quickly as investors fear that some countries will be unable to handle significant debts as borrowing costs rise. This week, the UK's latest unemployment figures were, were released and it showed that inflation is taking a record buy out of regular pay and has caused an unexpected jump in the jobless rate. The Office for National Statistics reported this week that real wages, which is the measure of regular wage growth when inflation is factored in, had plunged by 4.5% during April, which is the biggest fall since records began back in 2001. The squeeze on income resulting from rising bills has contributed to a severe slowdown in the economy and in turn this has sparked unions into life demanding pay awards for their members which match inflation. But ironically, in an environment where the number of people employed has increased, unemployment is close to a 50-year low and there is a record number of redundancies um, in May. As the dust settled on last Sunday's French parliamentary elections, Macron's centrist group clinched a very, very narrow victory, 25.75 to 25.66 over the left-wing alliance. Pollsters are predicting a win for Macron today in the second round, but he could easily lose his parliamentary majority. He needs to secure at least 289 seats for that majority, which will allow him to continue his programme of reforms over the next five years. Even if his ensemble group does not gain an absolute majority, he and his Prime Minister, Elizabeth Bond, can still attempt to pull together an alliance of other parties. I was also very interested to read this week that the demand for for UK seaside properties has plunged as tax crackdowns on second homes loom and buyers return to city living. In Devon, buyer competition fell by 50% in May. In Kent, the record... The drop was 40% and in Cornwall, buyer competition fell by 27%. These declines in holiday home hotspots followed growing momentum against second homeowners as house prices growth blocks locals out of the the UK housing market. 
plans have been announced to let English councils charge double council tax on second homes that are not used for 70 days a year. And the Welsh Government has gone further with plans to allow local councils to charge quadruple council tax on second homes from April 2023. Maybe this will signal a surge in, in British second homeowners back into the French property market. Well, Rob, do you think the results of this survey are correct? And can Assurance V protect us from inflation? Well, Howard, regular listeners to this broadcast over the years will remember Bill Blevins' constant mantra and uh, the much plagiarised phrase from the King James Bible, to once for a better way of describing it. Um, Bill used to say frequently, render unto Caesar what is owed, not a penny less, not a penny more. The importance of this phrase is highlighted during periods of high inflation. It's the Sabbath, so we should also remember the Bible also emphasises the fact that government should not collect more taxes than is legal, and we, the taxpayers, should show our respect and pay the property and personal taxes that we owe. Don't pay more tax than you need to was the nucleus of Bill's mantra. Unfortunately, it's so easy to do if you don't know what you're doing or if you're doing it. Over the past 12 months, what the cash in your pocket or the cash you have in a non-interest-bearing bank account buys is substantially less than it did. The measures governments and central banks are currently deploying will eventually calm the inflation problems down, and I'm sure we will all return to low single-digit inflation numbers, but those measures will not put the lost buying power back in your pocket. The question is, is it too late? If you've been sitting in cash over the past 12 months, has the inflation horse bolted with some of your hard-earned savings? I would suggest that we consider that is not true and we've all been presented with quite a unique opportunity. While the overall economic environment has driven inflation up over the past 12 months, it has also driven investment markets down during the first half of 2022. Those investment markets will be the first to recover when the measures being deployed by our governments start to filter through. So to reclaim that what inflation has taken from you, you must be invested in the markets when they recover. If you continue sitting in cash, what you've lost to inflation will be lost forever. You can benefit from this recovery if you're investing, but when you eventually realise those profits and enjoy your, your decision to invest, the taxman will be waiting to take some of your gains off you. This is why 70% of the indigenous French population use assurance fee, and why 36% of those surveyed said assurance fee is the best protection from inflation because it will substantially reduce your tax bill and more of your profit will remain legally in your pocket, not the taxman's. So can you summarise what Assurance Fee is and how it works? Yeah, as the name suggests, Assurance Fee is a specialist form of life insurance policy. And as I said, 70% of the French population use them because of their generous tax advantages. With conventional investments, such as bank accounts, shares or investment funds, Interest or dividends are subject to income tax and social charges, whether you take or reinvest that income. With assurance fee, no tax is payable if no withdrawals are made, and minimal tax is paid when withdrawals are taken, because only the growth element of the withdrawal is taxable. Regular income or ad hoc withdrawals can be taken from the assurance fee. Alternatively, the portfolio could just be left to grow tax-free. Most assurance fee are flexible, Regular withdrawals can be increased, decreased, stopped or started to suit your evolving requirements. An assurance fee is simply a protective wrapper which provides these various tax and legal advantages. 
Within an assurance fee, you can access a highly diverse range of investments and the level of control and the freedom of choice over what type of funds can be selected is considerable. The overall investment profile of an assurance fee can be tailored to your individual needs and importantly, your objectives. So what does that actually mean from a tax perspective? Um, I suppose to, to be able to, com to compare the tax benefits of an assurance fee with most other investments, we first need to clarify how investments which are not held within an assurance fee are taxed. So if we have cash, let's say, seated, invested in a, in a bank account, and that account, and that account actually pays you some interest, every euro cent of interest you are paid is subject to the investment tax, which these days is paid at a fixed rate of 30%. If you have investments which generate dividends, those dividends, like interest, are liable to investment tax. And if the capital value of your investment appreciates, when you withdraw those gains, they are also liable to investment tax. When you hold cash or investments in an assurance fee, if income and gains are accumulated within the assurance fee and no capital appreciation is realised, all withdrawals are taken, no investment tax is payable. When a withdrawal is made, it is very favourably taxed because only the growth element of what you withdraw is taxable. If the value of your assurance fee has grown by, say, 5%, only 5% of the amount you withdraw is taxable. Therefore, 95% of what you withdraw is tax-free. The growth element of your withdrawal is then taxed under the fixed-rate investment tax system. The tax rate which is applied is not your marginal income tax rate as it used to be, but now a flat tax rate of just 12.8%, plus a social charge of 17.2%. So under the flat tax system, you will pay 30% tax on the growth element of what is withdrawn from your assurance fee. And then, after eight years, a married couple can withdraw taxable gains of up to €9,200 a year without any tax liabilities. It's nothing to do with inflation, but how can Assurance V help us from a testamentary perspective? Yeah, the, uh, the assets of an Assurance V stand outside of French succession law, which forms, which from, you know, from a, a testamentary perspective means you can nominate whoever you want as beneficiaries. You, you're not restricted by the French protected heir rules, which is extremely helpful for couples who have children from previous relationships or marriages. From a testimony perspective, assurance fee are without doubt one of the most important structures available to unmarried couples, whether that's heterosexual or same-sex couples, because you are free to designate what happens to your capital when you pass. Assurance fee can be established either on a single life or joint life basis, which allows the capital to be retained until both lives assured have died, which can be really helpful from a, con from a continuity perspective. If the assurance fee is established before the lives assured pass their 70th birthday, each of the nominated beneficiaries, regardless of their relationship to the lives assured, can receive up to €152,000 with no French succession tax liability. Receipts in excess of the 152500 up to 700000 are taxed at 20% and any amount received in excess will be taxed at a maximum tax rate of 31.25%. Now that might sound like a lot, but the maximum rate your children could pay on inheritances that don't involve an assurance fee is 45%. And if we compare that to someone who is, is not of your bloodline, their succession tax rate could be as much as 60% without the assistance of an assurance fee. If the life assured is over the age of 70 when the assurance fee is established, the first 30500 is exempt from succession tax, 
But all the growth accumulated within the assurance fee is also then exempt from succession tax. Luxembourg assurance fee are very popular, but why choose Luxembourg contract rather than a French one? Well, Luxembourg is a, is, is a major international financial centre. It's the private banking capital of the European Union, the largest centre outside the US for the administration and management of investment funds, and importantly, in this context, the premier location for the pan-European cross-border life insurance industry. Historically, most wealthy investors used offshore financial centres for confidentiality and tax mitigation. Now, apart from a lack of regulation and investor protection, offshore centres have been subject to increasing attacks from European legislators and international bodies, such as the OECD. As a result, confidentiality has given way to disclosure and offshore investing has in truth become maybe the worst of all worlds, with investors placing their assets in real jeopardy in real for, for no real substantial benefits. In contrast, Luxembourg's regulations are governed by the European Union directives, which require strict financial controls and supervision to provide investors with a safe, secure onshore regime. All interest, dividends and capital gains in Luxembourg life insurance funds are reinvested free of tax and without withholding taxes. Um, and if any withholding taxes are, have been applied by countries where some of the investments are made, those can be uh, reclaimed. Although your tax position de can depend on the rules of your own country of residence, the tax-exempt status of Luxembourg life funds does provide a decisive advantage for them. Having said all that I've just said, probably the main reason why most people would choose to establish a Luxembourg assurance fee is uh, because they are different. Okay, Now, what the difference is, is that Luxembourg law provides complete investor protection to life assurance policyholders. The cornerstone of this investor protection regime is the requirement in law that all clients' assets must be held by an independent custodian bank approved by the Luxembourg state regulator. This arrangement is known as the triangle of security. This regime ensures the legal separation of client assets from the insurance company's shareholders and creditors. Furthermore, the custodian bank is required to ring-fence client assets and is bound by the regulator's legal powers to protect the policyholders' interests. Do many of your clients find a sessions fee to be a useful structure? <laughs> the the expression, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, comes to mind, Howard. If you live in France and you have investment assets, you need to consider if using an assurance fee is appropriate for you. 70% of French can't be wrong. The benefits of assurance fees stand head and shoulders above other investment structures. And because so many people hold their investments in assurance fee arrangements, it is and it has been very difficult for any French government, whatever their colour or leaning, to enforce changes which would dilute the effectiveness of new contracts. In fact, the last substantial change was made back in the late 90s. Now, the majority of Blevins France clients are French residents but British nationals. So while most have the need for euro assets and euro income, many also have sterling assets and want some sterling income. So when we establish assurance fee, we always try to establish a multi-currency contract, which means you can hold various currencies in one structure, which avoids adverse exchange rates, which are particularly pertinent just at this moment in time. And finally, what's your advice to someone who wants to set up an assurance fee policy? <laughs> and I realise I, I must be starting to sound like a broken record this morning, however, but 70% of the French population can't be wrong. If you live in France 
and you have investment or cash assets, they will probably benefit from being wrapped in the safety blanket called an assurance fee. You can accumulate your investment gains tax-free, receive income tax-free or, or minimally taxed, um, and then you can leave capital to whoever you want. And those recipients then pay the most preferential rates of tax available. What's not to like? Having said all that, a word of warning, be careful. Not all assurance fee are the same. There are substantial differences between different contracts, different providers and different advisors. Assurance fee are frequently sold, just as you would any other product. Do you want a green one, a blue one, a red one? Simply for the advertised reason for having that version. You need an assurance fee that is appropriate for your needs, one that suits your requirements. You need a contract that's also flexible to your future needs. And without any embarrassment about blowing our own Blevins Frank's trumpet, an advisory firm who are experienced and knowledgeable about an assurance fee or how an assurance fee fits into your overall strategic financial planning arrangements. So if you'd like to understand what an assurance fee could do for you, or if you want to consider how an assurance fee could help you claw back what inflation has taken from you over the past 12 months, Give Levin's Franks a call. The telephone number of our local French office is 0493 That's 0493 Or alternatively, you can call our Monaco office, and the number here is 97775574. That's 97775574. And as we say most weeks, if you prefer, you can find more about Levin's Franks. Um, or arrange to meet with one of our Blevins Franks partners by simply visiting our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Always well, a pleasure, Rob. We'll talk again next Sunday. Thanks, Howard. Have a great week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493 or riviera at com. Today's world presents many challenges for financial planning, including protecting your pensions. Should you leave your pension in the UK now you're an expatriate? How much flexibility will you have? Will your capital and income keep pace with inflation? Specialist advice is more essential than ever, but since Brexit, UK-based pension firms lost the automatic right to provide regulated services to EU residents. Blevins Franks is authorised to provide regulated advice on UK pensions. Visit blevinsfranks.com today.